Uh, now joining us here on the Full Court Press, he's of the Idaho Press and Blue uh, Blue Turf Sports does great job in regards of beat writing for Boise State. No one better at uh, taking care and covering the Boise State Broncos like B.J. Reigns is, and who, that's who joins us here now. B.J., thanks for your time. No problem. Always appreciate coming on with you guys. How are you? We're great. We're doing well. Hey, uh, B.J., this uh, Mountain West Conference schedule comes out with the uh, nice surprise package for a lot of people who are G5 fans, the excitement of having Boise State and BYU play each other. What have you heard in that game getting scheduled in? Well, I mean, a lot of things came into play, and, you know, it's funny how much uh, impact Air Force really has on the conference schedule for, for a program that's, you know, uh, in a long time hasn't won the league or really done much in terms of uh, competing at the top of the league. I think they're in the championship game, what, one time a couple years ago. I mean, they, they, they're kind of holding the rest of the league hostage when it comes to the schedule. They, they pretty much, you know, when no one else was going to get to play, they were going to get to play Army and Navy, and then when they came back, uh, the league came back, they still wanted to play Army and Navy, and so... To make that work, they had to, you know, move some things around, and um, you know, they had that game scheduled November seventh. So somebody had to not play. That leaves eleven Mountain West teams left, and you either had to have somebody not play and not get to eight games, or somebody, you know, play a non-conference game. So luckily, BYU didn't have a game yet. That was the original weekend they were supposed to play anyway. So they said, okay, let's just uh, have them play, and then the other ten Mountain West teams can all play each other. And then you fast forward to the end of the season, and you have, you know, uh, them saying they're not allowed to play on December 12th because they have finals that week. And so, uh, you know, then that leaves San Diego State stuck for a game. And, and so same scenario where they had a team that couldn't play, and so they got San Diego State to, to now play, uh, you know, BYU on December 12th. So you're looking at, you know, uh, Air Force playing six league games, Boise State and San Diego State playing seven, everybody else trying to play eight. Who knows what's going to happen with cancellations and postponements. I don't even think Fresno State is having full-team practices yet. They haven't been approved for that. San Jose State's having their issues up there, having to move training camp and stuff. So there's a lot going on, but, uh, you know, it's always been a traditionally a good game. Boise State and BYU uh, comes down to the last play a lot of times, and, and obviously that was Boise State's only regular season loss last year by three points at BYU. So um, it's a good game. The only problem is there won't be any fans there probably, and that's typically one in Boise that, that uh, sells out in a hurry. So That'll be disappointing, but it's a good game for the two teams and, you know, was done to help the Mountain West out, and I think it ends up benefiting everybody. So when Boise State is looking at the potential for a schedule, you know, eight conference games, what, uh, what, what conference game got lost for them to make room for this BYU game to happen? As it looked like most well, teams had their regularly, regularly scheduled conference games still happen, but uh, obviously there's been some tweaks in the mix. Yeah, they had a couple of tweaks. They, they, the team they're not playing is New Mexico. They were supposed to play at New Mexico, um, but that got switched, and so they're now not playing New Mexico at all. They're playing BYU instead of New Mexico. And then the other switch was UNLV was supposed to be in Boise this year because Boise State just played UNLV last year at UNLV uh, in the last year of the old stadium. But because of the way it worked out and UNLV needing another home game and Boise State having the home game with BYU – they flipped the UNLV game back to Las Vegas. So Boise State will go to Vegas two years in a row uh, this year. The only difference will be obviously now they get to go to the, the new uh, Allegiant Stadium there where, they, where they're playing, where the Raiders play. So uh, Boise State does not play New Mexico and then instead will go to Las Vegas. So for a beat writer like myself, trading a trip to Las Vegas and not having to go to Albuquerque. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a win in my book. But, uh, yeah, they had to move some things around. But, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. And then you look at the end of Boise State's schedule, December 12th, their last regular season game, 
is at Wyoming when it could be about five degrees with a foot of snow on the ground. So Oof. that'll be fun. December, December 12th in Laramie, Wyoming. I would hope that's a day game. If that's one of those eight fifteen games, uh, it, it may be, you know, below zero and, and three feet of snow, who knows what'll happen. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's a weird season. They had to move some stuff around. Um, but it's kind of a, hopefully a one year, you know, thing here and we can get back to some normal next year. So I think you just take it for what it is this year. You can't really complain if you, if your team got the short end of the stick or whatever, you just kind of go with it. You at least get to have a season and then you hopefully get back to normal next year. Now, speaking of complaining, Jay Norvell in Nevada, he's complaining that it's an, uh, it, there's a lot of inequity in this schedule as it was put out. Mountain West said, we'll do eight conference games except for Air Force. Oh, and except for Boise. Oh, and except for San Diego. So it, he's a little upset that they've set a standard, but then they're making exceptions, and so it's not equal for everybody. Yeah, and again, they really had no choice. It was either tell somebody like San Jose State, hey, we think you're going to be terrible this year, so we're only going to let you play five games uh, so that we can make this work and all of our other teams can play eight, or you just had to do it this way. There was no other way to do it. Like I said, I mean, unless you somehow got Air Force to move their game with Army, I, I guess you could have alleviated that problem. But then again, they're not playing December 12th because they have finals and they can't play. So when you have 12 Mountain West teams and one can't play, you either have a team playing less than eight games or let them play eight and just make it a non-conference game. And so I, I don't really know what the Mountain West uh, you know, could have done differently in, in this situation. When you, when you look at the scenario they were dealt with and, and what they faced in terms of uh, you know, trying to put the schedule together, the, the fact that they're not starting until October 24th you know, does not give them any weeks off. I mean, if they wanted to say, you know what, we're just going to play six games but started on October 24th, um, then you would have left yourself, you know, you could have avoided this problem and just played six league games. And then you could have just had, you know, two buys worked in there in case games have to be postponed or canceled or whatever. But right now, when you have no weeks off and you have to play eight games in eight weeks, um, there was no other way to move this stuff around. So I, I get it that Jay Norvell is not happy. I'm sure a lot of teams aren't happy. And there's a whole number of tiebreakers and now come into play. If, if uh, you know, if, if Utah State is seven and one in league and Boise State is only, you know, uh, just, there's so many tiebreakers for teams that aren't playing eight full games. Um, you know, seven and one is not necessarily better than six and one. If, if the teams played head to head, they're going to get the edge to the head to head team. And so um, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I get it that, you know, Jay Norvell's unhappy and then that's, you know, I'm sure other teams are not happy. Boise state's probably not happy about playing three of their last four on the road. And like I said, having to go to Laramie in December for what might be their toughest game of the season, but it is what it is. You know, you trade a, BYU for a New Mexico, I mean, that, that certainly becomes a much tougher game for Boise State. So everybody has what they think is probably fair and unfair. But again, in my opinion, it's a weird season. Just be happy you're playing and, you know, just, just hope it gets back to normal next year. But, I, you know, they're not counting the eligibility for the players. They're not counting really. There's no I mean, it just It's just a weird year. I think you need to just, you know, take it for what it is and, and uh, you know, just, just play out the schedule and see what happens. Trying to make the best of it, yeah. Amen. Uh, well, BJ don't forget, too, they're trying to take advantage of the top. I mean, the Mountain West wants Boise State to be in the group of, in the New Year's Six game to get, you know, $10 million or whatever for the, for the school. So they're going to take care of their top teams in a season like this, too, because, uh, you know, there's money on the line for Nevada if Boise State uh, makes it. I remember a couple of years ago, Boise State was in the champion. Uh, they were in the Mountain West Championship game against Fresno State, and all Boise State had to do was win, and they were going to the Fiesta Bowl, which they did. But I remember there being more money on the line for Fresno State essentially to lose that game than to win, uh, because if they lost, <laughs> if, if if they lost the game and went to and Boise State went to the Fiesta Bowl, they were going to get you know a cut of that 
FBS Bowl check all of a sudden. So um, the league knows what they're doing. The league wanted to make Boise State's schedule, uh, you know, in terms of as attractive as it can for TV games, for the, you know, playoff selection committee when it comes down to putting them up against UCF and whoever else. And so they knew what they were doing. And if you're Nevada, I think you just need to, you know, shut up and play the games on your schedule. And, and uh, again, if it works in your favor, take the money the Mountain West is going to get from the TV deal and from all the bull money and all that and just, uh, you know, go along your way. BJ Reigns of the Idaho Press and Blue Turf Sports joins us here on the Full Court Press. BJ, great stuff so, so far. I did want to ask you about the times and, and such for and with TV network contracts and, and whatever. With Boise State being the really hottest item, not only in the Mount West Conference, but among G5 teams, uh, along with BYU, do you see them getting the favor of maybe daytime games, mid-afternoon games on big-time stations like uh, Fox? Uh, or uh, how do you feel that would work out for a team like Boise State? Well, as a beat writer that uh, usually is like in the third and fourth quarter looking up and I have, you know, the stories due two minutes after the game ends and I have, you know, five words written and I'm kind of, you know, can't say on the air what I'm feeling at the time. I, uh, you know, yeah, it'd be nice. It would be really nice to have some more time. So I would take some afternoon games and there is, you know, it's going to be interesting to see that new thing with, uh, you know, now that Fox, Fox has come in instead of ESPN, that's still going to be weird. But I think Fox Sports 1 is going to take some of, Boise State's home games, Fox may take a game or two. If it's Fox, it's definitely not going to be starting at 10 p.m. You know, they, they, they were supposed to play Florida State this year, and it was actually going to be a 10 a.m. game on uh, Big Fox when they played Florida State. It was going to be uh, with the big noon kickoff game. On, and so, oh. um, yeah, I think they're going to get some earlier times probably, but the Fox Sports 1 window is probably going to be later. I think they're probably going to get some Friday games. I think the BYU game probably bumps up to Friday maybe a Thursday game. They're going to have some games on different nights because they are by far the most attractive team to Fox, and they're going to want to take advantage of uh, having the option to play their games in year one. So if it means getting uh, you know Gus Johnson out here on the blue and going crazy on some last-second play, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think 745, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the release back when they announced it, I think 745 is the latest that they can start now. So these 815 games at least get bumped up a little bit. And I think the local time, the local time where the game is starting from, I think 7:45 is the latest it could be. So the home games, uh, albeit with no fans now, will at least get bumped up probably about 30 minutes or so at the latest. Oh, I, I love that. I love that because um, it makes for some late nights for us too. Back in the radio, oh yeah, after the games, um, uh, there's no, there are no divisions this year in the Mountain West in determining who goes to the conference title game. From a Boise perspective. Good thing, bad thing. Uh, I don't know yet. I mean, I, it's all going to come down to you know. Uh, and like I said, there's some weird tiebreakers where if two teams have one loss but didn't play the same number of games, if Boise State's like six and one and Utah State's seven and one, you know, if they played head to head, that would actually still determine it this year since they didn't play the same number of games. So, um, you know, Utah State could be have a better record seven and one versus six and one, but if Boise State beat them for their one loss, Boise State would still go to the championship. So. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, I'll, I'll let you know at the end of the season when I see the standings. I mean, how about that? I mean, I think it's just going to be one of those situations where, uh, certainly on the West, you've had some, some teams and you had the three-way tie one year on the, you know, there's been different times where you'd say, Hey, let's just put the top two teams in. It makes more sense for this league in terms of trying to, you know, again, put a team in position to, you know, play for a new Year's six bowl game. And so you want to play the best team you can. And if both those teams are on this side of the bracket, uh, this you know this division that shouldn't be the difference of of it. So again, this year everyone's not playing the same number of games. Everyone's not playing the, the same teams they normally would have played. I think it's just kind of one of those 
weird years where you just say the top two make it and I have no problem with it, but I, I doubt that's something they keep long-term. I think they like the divisional format, but I just think there were too many uncertainties this year. I mean, let's face it, the likelihood that no Mountain West game gets canceled this year is pretty low. So some game will get canceled at some point. Some team's going to play five instead of six or six instead of eight. So I think it was only fair this year to say you have to play at least six games, and I think that's the first requirement unless every team plays below that or something. But I think six games – is the requirement in league games to be eligible and then just take the top two. I, I have no problem with that this year. What have you seen out, or excuse me, what have you, I guess when you research of the Mount West Conference, what teams stand out? I mean, if there's anyone that can challenge Boise State this year, who is it? Because Boise State's loaded, and so it's going to be almost like a distant second-place team. Man, it's crazy because I was thinking about this. Somebody was asking me about like some position battle on Boise State's roster, and I went from like, being in hardcore football mode and knowing all the you know, all the facts and stats and question marks on these teams and voting for the preseason rankings and studying all this to like not thinking we're having a season. So you're covering high school football and doing other stuff and not even thinking about it. So it's crazy. And I was looking back at the preseason standings and San Diego State was the, the preseason favorite. Obviously, um, I'm interested to see what Hawaii can do with a new coach. Obviously, um, you know, and, and they lost obviously the quarterback and some other pieces. But yeah, you know, I think they have some pieces there to potentially step in and, and keep you know some of the momentum going that they had nevada was a team that i know some people liked in terms of uh, wanting to do some things this year uh, the mountainside is going to be division be, be interesting because i think air force would have been a team that would have you know been right there until they had all the players on defense elect to, to leave this semester and not waste their year of eligibility so i think air force is certainly going to be diminished on defense and that's going to hurt them and I think Wyoming's a team, especially when you get you know the home game against Boise State in late December or mid-December, um, that's going to be huge for them. I think a lot of people thought Wyoming was a team that should be better this year and maybe compete in that division. So um, yeah, I think it's uh, you know there's a lot of good teams. I think you know what UNLV can do with a new coach. You know, what is it? Six new coaches this year? Six or seven six, new coaches in six. the league? And so I think I mean you're talking half the coaches being new and the new coach at Fresno, a new coach at San Diego, and New Mexico and Vegas and um, I mentioned uh, Hawaii. I mean, it, uh, it's 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 going to be interesting to see to see, and, and and you know, I think it's just going to be a weird year. Like I said, it wouldn't surprise me really any result in an eight game season when you have Boise State all of a sudden starting with a Utah State instead of you know last year what it was playing them late in the season, and um, it's just it's going to be weird. It wouldn't shock me if some team that you know came on and you know they got their spring practices in and the other team didn't, so they're all of a sudden better than you thought they'd be, or some team that uh, didn't get to practice, uh, you know, and is quarantined or whatever, and they struggle. I mean, it's, it wouldn't surprise me. It's a weird year, and um, but I, I do think Boise State clearly probably should be, just based on pedigree and history and what they have coming back on offense, uh, should be that top team that everyone's gunning for at this point. BJ, last question for me, real quick, because I know we're uh, we're running out of time here. But this, as you mentioned, Boise State and Utah State open the season against each other. Um, what and we've we're talking about this being a potentially loaded Boise State team, but w- what does this team look like? What does Boise look like? Who do they have coming back that uh, make them so dangerous? Well, I'll start with who they don't have coming back because that's kind of the bigger issue, and it's it's, it's the offensive and defensive lines. They lost all four starters on the defensive line. They lost four of five starters on the offensive line. So they lost a lot of players up front on both sides of the ball, and you know, two on each side of the ball that they went on to the NFL. So you're talking four NFL caliber players up front on the two lines, and that's a big loss for them. But they're Boise State, and they have, you know, talented players behind them, and they feel like they're, 
you know, those guys were waiting for their chance, just like those guys were a couple of years ago, and that they feel like they recruited well and have guys ready to step in, but certainly unproven guys on the offensive and defensive line. But what you trade there, you get back, you know, you have your quarterback, Bachmeyer back. Uh, I know he didn't play in the game against Utah State last year because he was hurt, but you have Bachmeyer back, the quarterback. You have your 1,000-yard rusher, George Halani, back, who I believe torched Utah State last year uh, in, in that game. And then you have your, you know, two of your top receivers back, your tight ends back. So you have pretty much all your skill players on offense, and then you bring back your entire linebacking core. They bring back their two starting corners that are both seniors this year. Um, so they've got, you know, at the skill position, a lot of talent. But the big question for Boise State is going to be up front on both sides of the ball and whether or not they can, uh, you know, find a way to re- plug some holes up there with the big fellows. BJ, is your Cardinals going to hang in there or not? Oh man, good question. <laughs> uh, oh man, I was, as a Braves uh, fan, I, uh, I am I am reveling in this moment to know that Cardinals are struggling for how many times they've knocked out my Braves. But I'm thrilled to see you have to go to a third game. Yeah, that'll be fun, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm looking forward to that. And and uh, you know, yesterday I was watching Brett Rippin make his first start for the Broncos. Yeah. And we're going back and back and forth with the baseball game, and um, you know, that was a disappointing one yesterday. But uh, we'll see. It would be fun to keep keep the hope alive. This is by far not the best Cardinals team in a long time. They're they're not very good this year. So it'd be fun to play with house money and get by today's game. But uh, we'll, you know. Do or die, at least it'll be fun for a couple hours. We'll see. And boy, Brett Rippon looked great last night. Honestly, he did. I know there's a couple mistakes, but as I mean, a guy coming in there in a situation like that, it's impressive to see that guy at quarterback in the NFL. It was. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was fun to I, – I, I went to everyone, every, you know, every, every college game he played for four years I was at. So uh, it was cool to see him go from there. And uh, he went undrafted, but obviously worked his way up to the practice squad and to get a play. And, yeah, he had a couple of throws he liked back, a couple of really bad interceptions, but – overall to, to lead them to 37 points and you think about the history that Boise State's had he's the first Boise State quarterback ever to start and win a game in the NFL wow so Kellen Moore was never able to do it he, he was like 0-3 as a starter uh, Ryan Finley who ended up transferring out started a couple games with the Bengals and he lost and that's it so he's only the third quarterback even to play in an NFL game and then the first one to get a win so Boise was pretty fired up for him the city of Boise everyone was pretty excited for him pretty happy for him and I just hope they give him another chance to play again well, Aggie Nation's fired up for October 24th when they head to Boise State to play on the Blue Turf. BJ, thank you so much. Great stuff. Take care. We'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks for your time, BJ. Well, yep, sounds good, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, as always. Absolutely.